Welcome to Life Point Plus, a program dealing with marriages and family. We are so glad you're listening. Here's your host, pastor and teacher, Gary Moore. Welcome to Life Point Plus. I'm your host, Gary Moore. Last week, we began looking at the topic of covenant marriage. What is a covenant marriage, and how does it differ from a contract marriage? We were specifically looking at the five general characteristics of contracts. Number one, contracts are most often made for a limited period of time. When we decide to lease a car, we sign a contract for a set number of years. If we rent an apartment, typically the rental contract is for a minimum of six months or one year. When we purchase a house, we sign a loan contract for from anywhere from 15 to 30 years. Almost all legal contracts are made for a specified period of time. If it is broken by either party, there is a penalty to be paid. Contracts are usually made with the idea that the arrangement will be mutually beneficial for the parties involved. If, however, the circumstances change, we may decide to break the contract and suffer the penalties. You know, although most marriage ceremonies involve the commitment, so long as we both shall live, or till death do us part, many couples give a contractual interpretation to these covenantal words. What they are really saying is, we are committed to each other so long as this relationship is mutually beneficial for us. If in two years or twenty years, this marriage ceases to be mutually beneficial, then we can break the contract and suffer the penalties. This contract mentality predisposes the couple to divorce when the relationship comes on hard times. Number two, contracts most often deal with specific actions. When you buy a new appliance, you will likely be offered an extended service contract. This stipulates that if you will pay the fee, the company will service your appliances for a certain period of time in specified ways. Most service contracts will cover parts and labor, with certain exceptions. Read the fine print, and you will know precisely what the company has agreed to do. Most informal contracts made within marriage also deal with specific actions. If you will keep the children tonight while I go shopping, I will keep them tomorrow while you play softball. In this arrangement, the couple is not establishing general roles in the marriage relationship. They are simply contracting for specific events or activities. Such informal agreements can be a positive way of negotiating the details of family life. If made with a spirit of love and concern for each other, they can, in fact, be a way of implementing a covenant marriage relationship. Number three. Contracts are based on an if-then mentality. If you are willing to sign a one-year contract and pay the monthly service charge, then we will give you a free cell phone with no roaming charges. This is the language of a contract. It is a negotiating tool based on a willingness to give in order to get. And all too often, many of us entered marriage with the attitude that we were willing to make our spouse happy if they would make us happy. And many times they didn't, so we didn't. And what ensued were deep, fierce, and a painful first few years of marriage. 
If this was your situation, then in actuality you were far more secular in your approach to marriage. Number four. Contracts are motivated by the desire to get something we want. Almost always, the person who initiates the discussion about a contract wants something. This desire is the motivation for trying to make a contract with the other person. The salesman is the contract seeker. He or she initiates a conversation with the desire to make a sale and reap the benefits. They may believe in the value of their product. They may also believe that the product will serve you well. But if they did not desire the benefits of the sales contract, they would not long be a salesman. In marriage, the same principle is true. If I initiate a conversation with my wife, expressing a willingness to do something for her if she will do something for me, well, you can be certain my conversation was motivated by something I wanted. When I say to her, If I mow the grass this afternoon, would you have time to iron my blue shirt for the party tonight? I am trying to strike a deal that will get me a blue shirt for the party. Number five. Contracts are sometimes unspoken and implicit. One husband said, We have never discussed it, but both of us know our agreement. If I will do her favorite project, she will make life more exciting for me. It is also understood that if I do not do what she wants, then she can make life miserable for me. This husband is illustrating a contract marriage even though the contract has never been verbalized. He and his wife have established an arrangement without conversation. While marriage is a legal contract to be honored, informal contracts within marriage often help us effectively use our differing skills to our mutual benefit. But a Christian marriage is much more than a contract. And this much more is found in the word covenant. Why the term covenant marriage? Because it most clearly denotes the uniqueness of Christian marriage. Covenant is a biblical term. God is a covenant-making God. The first time the word covenant is used in the Bible is in Genesis 6.18. God told Noah that because of man's wickedness, God would destroy all life on earth. Then God said to Noah, But I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. God went on to indicate that he would also preserve the animal world through the ark that Noah built. God took the initiative in making the covenant. The covenant was for Noah's benefit. He accepted God's covenant and built the ark. Noah entered into covenant with God to do what he could do, which was build the ark, and accept the gift of God's grace, something he could not do for himself, save himself from the floodwaters. God's motive was not to get an ark for himself. He didn't need one, but Noah did. Noah's willingness to build the ark indicated his acceptance of God's covenant offer of deliverance. The Old Testament tells us that God went on to make covenants with Abraham and Moses. God confirmed his covenant with David. And the prophets often reminded Israel of their covenant relationship with God. The New Testament reveals Jesus as the Messiah who fulfilled the Old Covenant and instituted the New Covenant. 
the New Testament writers in turn developed and used the covenant concept. In the Bible, we not only find God's covenant with his people, but also observe people making covenants with other people. For example, Jonathan makes a covenant with David, and Ruth makes a covenant with Naomi. Therefore, we should not be surprised to discover that in the Bible, marriage is also viewed as a covenant between a man and a woman. In Proverbs 2, the writer warns his son against becoming involved with a wayward wife who, as the writer says, abandons the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. He clearly indicates that marriage is a sacred covenant. God often depicted his relationship with Israel as a covenantal marriage relationship. Through the prophet Ezekiel, he described Israel as an adulterous wife for whom he yearns. Through the prophet Malachi, God expressed his displeasure with divorce and indicates that the Lord is acting as the witness between you and the wife of your youth because you have broken faith with her, though she is your partner, the wife of your marriage covenant. And in Matthew 19, Jesus himself clearly viewed marriage as a lifelong covenantal relationship. Well, what then is the meaning of this word covenant which is woven so integrally into the fabric of Scripture? A covenant, like a contract, is an agreement made between two or more persons, but the nature of the agreement is quite different. Let's begin by looking at five characteristics of a covenant relationship. Number one, covenants are initiated for the benefit of the other person. Look at the covenant Jonathan made with David. From that day, Saul kept David with him and did not let him return to his father's house. And Jonathan made a covenant with David because he loved him as himself. Jonathan took off the robe he was wearing and gave it to David, along with his tunic and even his sword, his bow, and his belt. Notice that Jonathan took the initiative in this covenant. His first act was an act of giving, his robe, tunic, sword, bow, and belt. Jonathan's motivation for making a covenant with David grew from his love for David and not from a selfish desire to manipulate David to do something for him. Listen to the words of Ruth as she made her covenant with Naomi. Don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go, and where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people, and your God my God. Where you die, I will die, and there I will be buried. In earlier verses in that chapter, Naomi had already made it clear to Ruth that she had nothing to offer. Yet Ruth's commitment to Naomi clearly grew from her concern for Naomi's well-being. While David and Naomi's sense of commitment to the covenant was fully as strong as that of Jonathan and Ruth, they did not initiate the covenant. Covenants are born from a desire to minister to the other person, not to manipulate the person or to get something. Well, our time is gone for today. We'll continue this next week. I invite you to join me on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. on my Mutual Understanding Method Facebook page for some live teaching on relationships. If you're not a Facebook user, or if the time is inconvenient, you can go to my website, mutualunderstanding.net, 
Click on the Mum Live tab and view the recorded teachings. Be safe and have a great weekend. God bless. Thank you for listening today. This program is brought to you by Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like to reach Pastor Gary, please email him at pastorgary at cloverdalechurch.org. To know more about the church, go to our website at www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thanks for listening and be blessed.